Hey everyone, welcome to Wake Dad, Drink, Repeat, the podcast that defines today's dad. I'm Anthony Palmer. I'm Michael Smith. Hey Palmer. Hey buddy. Boop. <laughs> Was that the sound of a storybot or the sound that we made last weekend on the bourbon trail all weekend long? Boop. <laughs> it's, it sounds a little storybot-ish. Are you, are you hinting at something here? Boop. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that was a uh, subtle hint as to who our special guest was this week. Who was our special guest? Our special guest was Greg Spiridellis, the founder of Jib Jab and Storybots. Uh, and the voice of Boop, Boop of Storybots. Um, yeah, let's be real. That's it, probably the more important role that he's ever played. Oh my goodness. It has been said, I read this somewhere. So I say it has been said, if you don't know the story bots, you don't have young kids. I'm going to go and say, if you don't know story bots, get your shit together. I think that's fair. I think that's, that's fair. fair. We're talking that's to how you, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, Mr. Craig Spear, Dallas and his brother, Evan, uh, created and founded Storybots in 2011. Um, amazing kids cartoon, um, amazing learning show that has, I, as I don't, I don't know, it has taught me many things in life. Um, so we are beyond stoked to have this interview for you guys in smash play because, uh, we had a hell of a time with him. Yeah. So Greg's a dad to three and we get into that a little bit more in the show. He's divorced. Um, and somebody who has poured himself into his work for his kids, um, in every sense of the word, not just like we all do is working to provide for our families, but working to provide for his family, both monetarily and with a show that he could sit down and enjoy watching with his kids and that we get yeah. to sit down and enjoy watching with our kids. So, um, it's a really cool show, a really cool episode, really great conversation that we get to have with him. And we are uh, beyond grateful that this Emmy Award winning dad would uh, take time and sit down and talk with us. Five Emmys. Come on. Okay. Emmys award winning. <laughs> Five time Emmy Award winning dad would sit down and talk with us. Bananas. Well, um, Greg had amazing today's dad definition. We're um, grateful that uh, we're able to bank his today's dad definition in our arsenal. Um, certainly, I, I think it expanded on a lot of different points that we haven't heard before, which is pretty cool. And um, um, let's do it. You want to do this? Uh, yeah, but before we do, as always, if you can continue to rate and review our show <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, and uh, support us on social media. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We always want to hear your feedback and uh, please help us grow this show before we press and smash that play button. I'm so eager. Um, Palmer, what are you drinking? Mm. Well, I didn't. Uh, as I mentioned a <laughs> like little bit right ago, we, uh, we, we had fun this weekend up on the bourbon trail. Uh, my wife was kind enough to surprise me with a trip to the bourbon trail for my birthday and you and your lovely wife joined us in the festivities. So, um, oh, so nice. I am stupidly still drinking bourbon. <laughs> well, we got to do and, what we uh, got to do. I'm, I'm working on a, I'm working on a glass of the old reliable. Got some Jeffersons in the glass tonight. Good man, good man. My uh, my father in law for Christmas actually bought me a bur- bur- a bottle of his. 
bourbon of Eagle Rare. So um, I'm actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, rocking a glass of Eagle Rare. So father-in-law, dad, cheers to you, sir. And um, and uh, appreciate the glass. Yes. Well, it's fitting that we're both drinking bourbon considering our guest Greg's uh, drink of choice is a bourbon. So fill yourself up one and enjoy our conversation with Greg. Enjoy, guys. Boop. All right, we are here with a team member of Team 341B. We are here with Boop, <laughs> a.k.a. Greg Spiridellis. Greg, man, thanks for being here today. Boop. Nah, I'm just kidding. Great to be here. Oh, Great to oh, be come, here. On. Come, come on. I gave you a boop. How, how much boop dialogue uh, do, you, do you have in the, in the chamber? <laughs> Well, I think, you know, all the other folks, like we've got incredible professional actors um, on, on the team. And it's always sure. funny to be the guy in the boop who's yeah. just going in the booth, just going boop. And uh, the <laughs> truth is, I could probably just take my dialogue from the first season and keep reusing it. But all the talented oh, sure. people let me stick that, around. That makes so. sense. That makes sense. I, I, was, told uh, my, I have a four-year-old daughter and I told her that I got to talk to boop today. And she's like, boop. Why are you talking? To boop? <laughs> it's gonna be a short conversation. <laughs> it's gonna be so short. See, I had the flip side of that. My my eight and a half year old. I was talking to her last night about it, and I said, "Hey, we're interviewing the the guy who started Storybots," and she goes, "Oh, that's cool. You should interview interview Boop." <laughs> I said, "Well, actually, we are." <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It's just ironic by concept. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's great. It's uh, you know, who know like here I am almost 50 and being reduced to one word of dialogue. Probably best for everybody. <laughs> it may be for the best for a lot of people yeah, though, you know? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> our our dialogue should get shorter. Yeah, <laughs> our vocabulary should get more limited the older we get. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's brilliant. So, uh, so one, uh, huge thank you for being here today, man. I'm excited to, to dive into kind of your journey of being a today's dad. But uh, what we do here at Wake Dad Drink Repeat is continually define a today's dad. So, um, Greg, man, can you give us your definition of a today's dad? Yeah, I thought about that. And um, I think for me, it's when I think of the, of the phrase today's dad, really the emphasis on today and it's all of the things that it's always required to be a great dad. And that's being loving and supportive. Um, but it, it, a couple other things I think about are one being present. So when my dad and I were in a garage building a soapbox racer, you know, my dad's entire world wasn't sitting in his pocket, just kind of a, just a notification away. And I think that's one of the things you know, being a dad today and being with my kids, I'm always trying to remember to be present and not be dragged into the million other things that are happening in my life right in my pocket. Uh, another is like fighting generational bias. So things that, 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 you know, weren't important to us when we were kids because the world was different. I think specifically around my 13 year old and his enthusiasm for Fortnite, even just, you know, yeah. And and learning kind of trying to turn off my generational bias to say, you know what, this is a sport. This is a team sport. He's working with team members. They are competing. This is like this is for him as real as uh, getting on a soccer field for me when I was a kid, although he yeah. did that as well. Obviously, you need to balance that. Yeah. Um, you know, and the third thing I think about in the world our kids are growing up in is just adaptability and trying to teach the kids to be adaptable. Um, because the world is changing and you need to be able to find things you're passionate about and, and adapt and find ways to pursue the things you love. 
So those are those are three things that I think make being a dad today different than, you know, say when I was growing up. Bravo. Awesome definition. Thank you for sharing that with us. Bravo. I, I, that's the first time we've heard the fighting generational bias. Uh, couldn't couldn't be more true. And uh, yeah, well said on that front. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I mean, it's it's easy to, uh, you know, it's easy to when your kid's competing and loses a game of Fortnite to uh, to think, oh, it's just a video game. Or when you tell them to turn it off and they've got other team members counting on them to, you know, not realize it's like the equivalent of basically ripping your kid off the soccer field in the fourth quarter when all his buddies are counting on him. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. But, you know, but it's you know, one of being a dad is, is hard. So yeah, that one is of the, true. One of, the, one of the many things that, uh, you know, I try to remind myself of on a regular basis. Well done. So you have um, three kids and yep. they range in age from nine to 13. So yep. um, you're, you're kind of in the next, the next tier compared to Mike and I with kids eight and under. Um, yep. But <laughs> which it I find fast, fast, by the way. It happens yeah, so, really fast. <laughs> so they say. Tier tomorrow. So they say. Um, but it's it's kind of funny that you, you're sitting here with kids that age with uh, with Storybots kind of being the main thing on your plate these days. I mean, because it's uh, it's definitely a little bit different than it, your your journey of your yeah. time with your kids is not sitting around watching Storybots like it is like Mike and I's is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so. My Which I, I, was, I partially feel sorry for you on that front because I know, story, I, I bet you don't do that. I know. Well, someday, hopefully, I'll have grandkids and I can actually just sit <laughs> back and enjoy it. But you know, story, Storybots was inspired. My brother and I, my brother Evan, who's my my partner, um, it was inspired by the fact that there was nothing really we wanted to sit down on the couch and watch with our kids when when they were young. I mean, we remember being kids and. Sesame Street was something that we would sit on the couch with our parents and watch and everyone in, would enjoy. And we just felt like there was nothing uh, in that void for us as parents. So we started Storybots in 2011 and we started it with uh, a series of YouTube shorts, building a YouTube channel. And once that got yeah. traction, we self-financed. We took the money we were and profits we were generating from Jib Jab and produced uh, season one of Ask the Storybots with the idea that uh, we could we could actually create something that was really fun uh, for both parents and kids and something that could teach really young kids really complex ideas like why the sky is blue or how eyes see or how cell phones work. I, you guys have done it. Uh, one, you do a tremendous job on that front. And my, my, my family actually has a running list of things to ask the story bots. I keep on my desktop <laughs> on my computer every single time. That's comes so up, great. My daughter's like, I, so we great. don't know, but we got to ask the story bots. Yes. That's amazing. We're, um, we are working on new concepts that would enable more kids to engage with the story bots. So keep that list and hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have a way of answering them before <laughs> no, your kids brilliant. get to this next tier. That's brilliant, man. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that. And I, I think you, uh, you need to not sell it short on taking these complex ideas and making it so that kids can understand them because, you know, Mike and I aren't the brightest light bulbs in the box. <laughs> and we've, we've learned a lot over our uh, yeah. <laughs> story. Well, watching. I, 
I would be misrepresenting it if I said that these were things that I knew before. Most of these <laughs> things I've learned because my brother and I have had to write and produce them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are. It's not this. This was not in my body of knowledge. Thank goodness for the internet because I've yeah. learned a lot producing this with my brother. So one of the things that I'm most amazed about with the show, and, and along those lines of what you're talking about, my my daughter is a um, she's she's too smart for her own good. Um, she's incredibly talented on that front as far as just her education goes, which is great. Um, but it's amazing to me, especially when a new season comes out, like she will sit down and watch those episodes over and over and over and over again. And it's not, I mean, there's the humor piece, there's the music piece, but it's, it, you, you guys have made that education piece of it so fun that it's like, I see, I see those wheels turning in her brain of her wanting to go watch it again to to learn more about it to try to get more nuggets of information out of it. You know, that's amazing. We we always, um, you know, the the fun is the sugar that makes the medicine go down, and you know that's the key for us. We've always said we want to do a show that teaches kids, but kind of table stakes is is fun and entertainment because if you don't do that they're not going to stick around long enough to kind of get the the substance of of what we're trying to do yeah so greg take us into kind of fold that into your dad's story story bots is x amount of years old and your kids are x amount of years old um how was that professionally for you and how was that dad for you um kind of working through that generation for you yeah, it's um so my my last my youngest son was born in 2010 and Storybots was founded uh at the end of 2011. So, uh Storybots and and my brother has kids that are the same age. My nephews are the same age. So, That's Storybots w- was really was really born during those years when my brother and I had really young kids. And so it was Fully, fully inspired by our own kids and the sorts of things that we thought would make them laugh and keep them entertained and how you communicate with uh, them. So Storybots would not be Storybots without uh, my brother and my five children. Um, And, you know, there's the the kind of the creative inspiration piece of it, as well as the the grind, the work and, and, and balancing, um, making something that your kids are going to love. But at the end of the day, even when you're making something as fun as Storybots, it's still a, it's still work and yeah. it's still a grind and it can still drag you away from the things that are really important to, you know, being a great dad and being present and all the things that, you know, we talked about at the top of the show. So, um, but we, I will say, we are we're used to it because this wasn't our first venture. We started a company called Jib Jab in '99. So by the time we started uh, Storybots, we were kind of 12 years into our professional and entrepreneurial journey. Sure. And so there was a degree of of um, self uh, self moderating and control and trying to maintain some sort of life balance and work life balance and 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 making sure that we were present and always being great dads before we were great entrepreneurs. Good for you that's, guys. You, that's one of those, the biggest pieces I think of parenting, whether you're a, a stay at home parent or a work from home parent, or you work out of the house or whatever it may be is it's, it's all about yeah. that balance. Um, yeah. And it's, it definitely seems like 
I'm interested to kind of hear your take on how you guys do that because you you probably burn the candle at both ends more than most um, with all your guys' different adventures. But I know you said you have tenure with it with starting Jib Jab. But what what is that? What does that look like for you? How do you how do you create that balance? Yeah, it's honestly it's a it's a day to day struggle, and for me, I think one of the most important things uh, like there's there's the tactical piece of it, right? Which is whenever I get the email from the school or something like I make commitments as far out as I can. So things like reading to the class or going with a group of dads and their kids to, you know, a monster truck event. Like (laughs) there are things like put it on the calendar. Um, Like I try to get myself committed as, as much as possible (laughs) For, for those sorts of events so that as I'm like kind of life is rumbling along, I'm, I'm building around them instead of trying to wedge them into other things. Uh, and then the, uh, you know, a higher level, uh, it's, it's recognizing when you don't have to be recognizing the things that can wait and making sure that I'm put them on the back burner and make unplanned time, uh, for the, for, for the kids and, you know, being present and being a dad uh, as well. So that's, you know, those are two things that I try to do to make sure that work doesn't, you know, totally suck, suck me away from my, my, you know, the most important. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, I mean, you were saying that in your today's dad definition, like that is a big, just on my own personal front, like I've really been, you know, our iPhones make it really easy for to tell us how bad we are at, at staring at them during the day with, you know, the screen time function yeah. on it. And yeah. that's been a big thing for me since the new year. I'm really trying to get that number. It was embarrassingly high and get it cut in half, if not more. Um, but it, it's like a, it's an effort. You have to say, like, I will get the shit done. I need to get done when I need to get it done. But I also need to not yeah. try to do it when I'm in full-blown dad mode. And I mean, it's, that is not easy. (laughs) It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, contain, you know, creating, um, space for the time you're with your kids. Again, when you have a phone in your pocket, your entire world's in your pocket at all times and making sure, um, you don't let that suck you away is really important. I mean, for me, like one of the things I do in life in general, not just being a dad is like, turn off the notifications. Like, you know, the phone does not need to be buzzing because, you know, someone I went to high school with uploaded a photo or, you know, made a comment on Twitter. Um, you know, I think, you know, you need to, people need to work to minimize distractions in their life. And that's a, you know, that's just, that's a, for me, it's a something I try to do generally, you know, but also, you know, specifically very important when it comes to the time I'm that I'm with my kids. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kids time is always limited on that. Our, our form that we always ask our guests to fill out, you mentioned, um, you're, you're a divorce dad, uh, for your kids. Um, and like that, that, that also times in the, the limited time for kids. How how has that kind of, uh, affected uh, the family unit and your, your dadding ability? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. Um, the process of divorce was really hard. I mean, luckily, um, my ex-wife and I, I think, made it through that process is in 
in a way that was shielded from the kids. It wasn't an ugly situation. So that makes it Good easier. Um, yeah, no. And, and, and honestly, the kids were a, gu- a guardrail. Like I, you know, the kids were a guardrail. It was like, at the end of the day, the most important thing is their well-being. So, you know, any emotional uh, aspect of this can be kind of stuffed away <laughs> because it will do nothing that's constructive for the kids. And so yeah. we, you know, we, we made it through that process. It, you know, wasn't perfect, but boy, I bet it was, it, it, it was better than most situations. And, you know, now for me, and by the way, I'm not advocating divorce at all, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, Story you know, about but, to advocate yeah, divorce. Yeah, exactly. The headline. Um, <laughs> but for me, <laughs> but for me, I always uh, tell, you know, for me, there there have been a couple of benefits. Um, you know, one is that, uh, you know, there's no compromising on parenting styles, right? I mean, and when you're in any kind of partnership, there's always, uh, there's always compromise. Um, and I think when you move into a divorce situation, like you co-parent and we co-parent really well, and there are things that we, we talk all the time about things that are going on and how to handle them. Uh, but when they're in my house, they're, you know, they're my rules. And, yeah. and that's actually a really nice thing to not be having to negotiate all the time. So that that works. That's been like one of the, the perks, if you could call it that. Um, you know, and the other is going back to the discussion of presence. Look, when I was when I was married and in the house, I always say like I was 50 percent on 100 percent of the time. And now I'm 100 huh. percent on 50 yeah. percent of the time. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for me, no, that, that's, for that's me, a big, but that, that's, a, that's a big pivot of kind of frame of reference. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, it, it, that it is a big pivot. It is a big pivot, but I think it's made me a better dad. Um, yeah, sure. and, sure. uh, and it's, yeah. and it's helped create like more structure for me, uh, you know, to, to play that the most important role. I mean, if you were to say, what's the most important thing in your life, it's like, when you look back 10 years from now, it's like to be able to say, he was a great dad. Like nothing else comes close to that. So yeah. for me, these changes were really hard, but like where we landed, it actually, it's worked really well for me. And I think it's worked really well for my kids. And I think, again, look, it, it, this is not something that kids should ever have to go through, but if you can do it in, if you have to go through it, if you can do it in a controlled way that shields the kids from, like emotional ugliness and uh, instability. I think it's actually, you know, look, controlled adversity in kids' life is really important. We went back to the beginning. I was, I, you know, I mentioned like adaptability is something I think the world's changing. Like if you can create situations for your kids that are adverse and hard, um, but do it in a controlled way where they're safe and they can learn and they can process it. Like, you know, like this is life, you know, hard, hard things happen in life and, you life know, you got to like prep them for it. Yeah. Life's messy. Yeah. You can't so, sugarcoat it. No, you can't. You can't shield your kids forever, you know. And so when when you have these situations, I think, uh, you know, the best thing you can do is control the unconstructive elements of these things. Make sure they always feel loved and safe and, you know, and work through and, and hope they come out of it with, with some lessons. And I, and I think my kids, you know, have, and I think, you know, kids who go through any sort of diversity have, I mean, my parents got divorced, which at the time 
was the worst thing that you know they got divorced when I was in high school. It was was sure, you know, was a ter- was a terrible thing. But I look back on it, and I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I hadn't gone through that. And right. so you know you you uh, you know you you find the you 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 find the silver linings, and you try to take whatever situation you have and and make it the best you can make it for your kids. I, I think at the end of the day, if we're all, you know, laying on our deathbeds and the box we can check as a dad is that we've, you know, loved our kids. We've shown our kids that we love them and we've helped to, you know, give them a good taste of what the world will be and show them that they can get through what I mean, that's like, that's the, that's what you hope for at the end of the day is to show them those, th- those three things, you know? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And nothing, that's, else, nothing else matters. Yep. Everybody's story is different of how they get to do that. Um, but that like, that's the end game goal that we're all working towards. Yep. Absolutely. Like I, you know, it's, uh, you know, and, and I think also, you know, if you say your number one goal and mine is, is to say in 10 years or on your deathbed, you look back and, and the most important thing is being a great dad. Like that's pretty much a bucket for everything else because right? to be a great dad, <laughs> yeah. You need to lead by example. You need to be kind to other. Your kids need to see you being kind to other people. To 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 seeing to being treated fairly. To showing a work ethic and and commitment and passion and involvement in different things. So you know, I always think about it like you know what. If I got to be a great dad, I got to do all these other things anyway. So I'm just going to make being a great dad my goal, and it'll like basically cover ninety percent of being a great dad. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Well, uh, we're we're not saying, but we're saying, but we're not saying. I think Sesame Street did something on divorce, so I'm just saying that it'd be cool. Yes. Yeah, and I, and I and I think we've worked around it full circle. I think we've built the content for it. I think it's all there, and it can be created perfectly. And I think Boop has a lot to say on the matter, and uh, we could we could put it together nicely. Yes, Boop has a lot to say about the. No one would understand it, but like, <laughs> so, so, so I, I can. Who writes all of your songs? Who's the guy that has a nasally voice? Who's that guy? Oh, um, his name is uh, Gabe. Gabe Sokoloff, so, and he's so, amazing. So Gabe, I love you. I love everything about you, and I, I can already hear the song from your mouth yes. about about this. Episode. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> the divorce song. The divorce song. Oh, yeah. God. Or Parry Grip. You know, or Parry Grip. I need to give a plug also to Parry Grip. I don't know if you guys know Parry, but he is. Uh, if you have kids under ten, you need to go to iTunes or Apple Music. Or, I'm sorry, uh, and uh, and Amazon Music immediately, and uh, Google Parry Grip. He's uh, he's an amazing uh, songwriter. Kids love nice. the songs. They're super fun and uh, done. Yes. Yeah, he. They're, they're, he'd make an interesting divorce song too. <laughs> well, 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 nonetheless, your song team is uh, is is world class, and uh, it is in every parent's mind. Um, if you have kids, you're singing all these songs day in and day out. So, bravo, kudos. Yes. That's so, the you, idea. so you guys are. I don't know if this is a question or a tip of the hat, or I don't know what's about to come out of my mouth. But you are. It's usually personal. a problem when he says that, Greg. Right. right. <laughs> so, so NBA. Worked stock market, banking, blah, blah, blah. I might be wrong somewhere along those lines. You went to, with your brother, created Jib Jab from nothing. You saw an opportunity through the base world of internet. You guys have. Yeah. Which bought- thank you for Jib Jab and all the yeah, unbelievable absolutely. political absolutely. comedy because I mean, it just. <laughs> 
Maybe, maybe this is just one big long. Thank you. So, so then Jib Jab takes off. You find success. You create story bots. You bring that to the world. And as of maybe a little more than a calendar year, you sell Jib Jab and you sell story bots. And here you are as a man that have, I would bet, worked incredibly hard. And now you get to do the fundamental thing with your brother of sit back and make content and work for somebody that just just want you to do that. Is that, yeah. is that where you're at right now in life? That is where we are at. It's, Dude, I am um, clapping, yeah. clapping yeah. 10 yeah. times over Thank for you. you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know uh, if people, you have seen. People Go say ahead. you sold two, co- people say you sold two companies in the past year. I'm like, no, I sold two companies in the past 20 years. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah, long journey. The yeah, transaction happened in the past year, but they were a long, lo- lot of work along over a long time horizon. Well, kudos to you, man. It was a long journey to it. And uh, I, I honestly, it makes me smile to think about you guys just get to sit back and probably do the, mo- sorry, not sit back, probably work your ass off and do the most probably influential and powerful uh, kind of project and uh, just get to focus on creating and not yeah. the other things, the, the back end sweat equity stuff yeah. that is so bandwidth consuming. Yeah, it's um we uh you know we were running a studio that had both jib jab and storybots and it was uh, you know 100 people and more when you consider contractors and so you know operating a business is it, it's really hard. I mean, it's 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 really draining. It's really hard to maintain space for creating new things when you're when you're operating at that scale. And so for both of us right now, I think um we were look, you know, we sold story, we sold story, we we sold Storybots to Netflix because we saw that as a path to make it as impactful as possible. Uh, sure. Netflix has Storybots in 190 countries, 25 languages. Um, you know, they really are leaning into it as their opportunity to create a global uh, yeah. kids kids franchise along the lines of of Sesame Street. And yeah. I would say, like. In additional, in addition to producing content, we're also thinking about how do we leverage this incredible global interactive platform to not only produce more of the same show, but to create a franchise that takes advantage of technology and and yep. and the opportunities that it offers to tell new kinds of stories. So yep. we're we're really excited to be, uh, you know to be in the Netflix fold and to be taking the, the whole story about franchise to the next level. That's incredible, man. Um, kudos to you for it. Um, we're excited to see what's on the future for it. Yeah. Beyond, beyond excited, ready for new, new seasons, new episodes. <laughs> yes. We're working on all sorts of new, new things. We want to get, we want to tell more stories, answer more questions. We want to get more kids involved. We think like the interaction between story bots and kids, there's an entirely, uh, you know, there's a huge opportunity to really play on how kids and storybots, how storybots yeah. can help more kids answer well, more questions. Uh, along those lines, we, Mike and I both talked with our kids about some of their favorite episodes and any questions that they may have. So we're going to, we're going to run through a couple of those with you real quick, but uh, I'm, I'm going to start with my, the big question my daughter had was how exactly she can be one of the kids that gets to ask the storybots a question. <laughs> Of course. And you know what? Anderson, is, I am not asking him that question. She goes, Dad, um, 
just do it. <laughs> She's like, Dad, come on, take advantage of your the perks of your job. Like, get me in there. <laughs> you as a good dad are doing everything you can to uh, support your your kid. Um, it's funny. We hear that all the time. I mean, that's, oh, I'm that's sure. One of the things is, um, it, yeah, is as I mentioned, we're thinking about is how do we create. Uh, formats that support the the participation of more kids with the story bots because you know I think kids really connect to that like you know especially at the the ages of you know four five six kids are like they're just bursting with questions and to think yeah. that there's this group of really fun characters <laughs> out there that can help answer them all it's appealing so we're we're really focused on new story formats that'll let more kids. Um, uh, engage with the story bots and to answer your question we um those videos the kids that are on the show were shot professionally they're shot at the beginning of a season um we get questions in people send us notes by twitter and we keep a running list of all the kids questions that come in and but for the sh- for the that's show cool you guys Net- do that yeah for the show that's on netflix those are all um shot uh you know those are all shot prof- uh professionally by uh, sure. some folks that we work with. <laughs> sure. Love it. All right. So Greg, let's do some uh, kind of story bot rapid questions for you. What's your favorite story? Sure. Bot episode? Oh, that is so hard. Um, yeah. There, there are so many I love. And I will say like my brother runs the art and production team. Um, the show is, and I have nothing to do with it. I can barely draw a stick <laughs> figure. And so the thing that makes the show special is just the incredible range of artistic styles and, Absolutely. and visual aesthetic. And I mean, from stop motion to 2D, 3D puppets. So it's hard to pick a favorite because there's so many that are look um, like so much fun. I would say maybe computer uh, how computers work is at the top, just because we put Sno- we put Snoop Dogg in a in a preschool show. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, of my career accomplishments, like of what my yeah. brother and I have done, like that is definitely near the top of the list to put Snoop yeah. Dogg in a preschool show. Yeah, so. that, that 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 was early early for Storybots too. So that was a good uh, checkbox for you. Totally, and then the Edward Norton, how electricity works. Edward Norton as a as a electronic salesman, like they're just uh, there are so many moments across the shows that I really appreciate, and many of them I had nothing to do with. We have an incredible team that helps us develop these. Um, you know, my favorite moments are the ones that I had nothing to do with, probably. That's that's brilliant. Our next question is actually your favorite cameo, and mine was Edward Norton and Palmer's was Snoop Dogg. So you actually like pegged <laughs> ah, both, both so of them funny. organically. Bravo, bravo. And favorite yeah. episode? My favorite episode is how to ears here because quite frankly, yes. I think I I learned the most about ear. Yes. I've learned more on that episode than I ever did anywhere. Um, it was yes, impressive. I I it was funny. I was gonna say ears too, because I do um yeah, the you know, when we're sitting down to figure out how to com- communicate these really, really complex sure. ideas, you know, the the sequence of the bones as characters in the middle ear and all kind of like fighting each other and yeah. stuck together and banging into each other. I mean, yeah. there are uh you know, it's definitely one of my you know, one of the one of my favorite episodes. Uh, fe- and any anybody that can throw the word cochlea into a song, uh, hats off to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Gabe is a genius. He, it's it's he incredible. Is, he's, 
he's a mad genius how how much he communicates in such a short amount of time. He's, it really he's, is. He's it a really genius. is. Yeah. Bananas. All right. And and finally, based on all of that, your favorite song. Ooh, my favorite story song. About song. Story about song. Yeah, my favorite story about song. Um, I love Perry Grip. Like, there's something about Perry, the music Perry Grip creates for us that just, I, you know, I just, I, I'm so proud to be associated with his work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably the Big Brown Boogieing Bear. Yes. Yes. And, yes. And, yes. And, <laughs> and maybe just because it was one of the fir- it was I think it it was the first animal song. We had this idea that we we fa- this company came in to pitch us actually it was a jib jab and they had green screen animal footage. And that, uh, the said, way the bears dance on that show in that song <laughs> is the funniest damn thing yes, I have ever yes. seen. So we said, that is pure paragrip. My brother and I said, these guys came into us with this green screen animal footage for Jib Jab. And my brother and I said, wait a minute, like we should do that like Perina Catchow dance thing with these animals and make and have paragrip write music. And so – you know, there's also Chicken Bop. There's, you oh, know, the, the there's whole, uh, every the animal song is. Yeah. It, I mean, like my when my yeah. 19 month old wakes up every morning, the first thing I do as he's like rolling around in his crib is the animal playlist goes on in his room, and it is I, yes, like, Big Brown Boogie and Bear is just the best ever. <laughs> yes. And then you know, I I would it'd be a, I'd be remiss not to mention um, that we the the say the planet song. So we have Eric uh, Eric oh, yeah, Wine Eric great one Eric Weiner is um, works with us and does all the hip hop. So we've done like the outer space hip hop, the dinosaur yeah. hip hop. But like again, like that that planets video. Yeah. Man, I wish I had that when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, talk about yeah, communicating a bunch of information really quickly. That yeah. and 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 something for kids to hold on to, like the repetition and the music for for recall and memory. I mean, it's it's powerful stuff. And Eric is another. That's my daughter genius. and mine's favorite episode is the the where do planets come from? I mean, they're, they're, oh, everything is awesome. just so good on that. I didn't, oh, that's I, didn't awesome. know, I didn't know Uranus was on its side until this song. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is, wait a minute, is it Uranus or Uranus? I, yeah. uh, I don't know. Even more reason to be embarrassed with that name. Oh, it's so yeah, not fair. So good. Not fair. So um, good. Well, well, you we created our own rapid fire for Storybots, but now we'll get into some rapid fire of, that we normally do for our podcast. First thing that comes off your mind, there are no wrong answers, but don't mess it up. So um, first first question is your biggest lesson you've learned as a dad? Uh, biggest lesson, uh, be open-minded about what's important to my kids today and don't dismiss it just because it's not something I had when I was a kid. Nice. Nice. Uh, most annoying song, show, movie, or whatever that you have watched or listened to with your kids too many times. Do you want me to say it? Because it'll be stuck in your head, too. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Baby Shark. Yeah. yeah that, is, that is by all means the most uh, frequent answer that we get on this show. I, still, yeah. I still feel like that's too much hate for the Baby Shark. I, it's I'm a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, next question. Favorite thing to do with your kids? 
Uh, favorite thing to do with my kids? Um, great question. Just hang out, cuddle, and watch a movie. I like it. That sounds pretty great. Uh, next question is your drink of choice. Um, recent convert to bourbon from vodka. Good man. Good man. <laughs> Good man. Specific bourbon? Um, I'm, I'm pretty simple. I just like, I like bullet. That's, Good. that's yeah. my jam. It's good bullet. Um, it's my jam. Favorite band. Ooh, favorite band. I love Billy Joel. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm, old, I'm an old guy. I love, uh, I love Billy Joel. He's got, uh, he's, he's a poet and, uh, and just an incredible songwriter. Yeah. And you said in your notes, to us, you, you just got to meet him. Yeah. Yes. I have a magnificent uh, woman in my life who worked a bunch of angles, just like your daughter trying to get on this show. But she, <laughs> she, uh, she, she, my my girlfriend uh, saw an opening through one of her business relationships and uh, got us backstage at uh, at a Billy Joel concert, and I got to uh, to to shake his hand, and he had absolutely zero interest in in, in meeting us, but. That's okay. I got I got my selfie. So you know, there you That's go. That's all you need. Well, yeah. uh, did you, you please tell him you said you're the Storybots guy? He he would have. I know. Yeah, like he would have sat yeah, down and talked to you for hours, man. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, he didn't. He, he was pretty eager to get moving. So <laughs> he he was he was not impressed. Let's just put it that way. Well, Greg, he missed out. He missed out, man. That's <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you. All right. Next question. Best part of being a dad. Oh, the best part of being a dad. You know, for me, it's it's seeing my kids, seeing my kids find passion for something and then being self-motivated about going after it. Like there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing my kids taking charge and, and going after something that they are passionate about. That's nice. a great answer. Yeah. Final question. What trait of your own do you hope your kids will inherit? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, because I've got to be really self self uh, congratulatory to answer it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. By design, that's okay. You've you've earned yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, you know, going back to it, I think it's um, finding. I hope that they find something that they're passionate about and that they hustle after it and they build a life around it. I mean, for me, you know the 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 greatest gift of my the gr- the greatest gift of my life is having a brother who is such a great partner who who we've been able to kind of discover this thing that we both love and build something um, that we're really proud of together and I hope I hope my kids have the opportunity to find that thing that they can spend twenty years doing and still be curious and passionate about going after. Well said, man. That that's absolutely that's awesome. what uh, that's what you've done with your career, by all means. Yeah, it's um, we're I, I'm incredibly incredibly blessed. Uh, you know, like I said, it's uh, it's been a good it's been a good journey. Well, for everything that you have done professionally, the world thanks you ten thousand times over. I promise <laughs> oh, you. Uh, oh, thank you, you guys. 
you have more songs stuck in our heads than um, Billy Joel. I promise you. <laughs> I was just going to oh, say yeah. the Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't worry, yeah. it'll change. Don't worry, it'll uh, change. It, well, I get it, but I get this is all white pages. I understand. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? Right. After that story, I would rather have story about songs stuck in my head than Billy Joel songs. You know? <laughs> oh, too, we're, we're, so we're, kind. We're ride or die, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so kind. <laughs> well, Greg, we. We really appreciate you taking the time to to speak with us today, and um, we we look forward to hopefully being able to talk to you again sometime. Definitely, it's been like a real pleasure, and I love that you guys are like facilitating this conversation. And uh, we all, you know, we all just want to be the best dads we can be, help our kids be the best they can be. So it's uh, you are doing an equal service to the world. So I appreciate it. No, thank good. you. We appreciate we it. Appreciate that. No joke. It makes me smile thinking about this conversation. What an amazing conversation, dude. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that Santa introduced us to the guy that created Storybots. How do you get much better than that? (laughs) Yes, that's true. We did not say that in the episode. Yeah. Our Santa, Michael, um, from our holiday special was uh, actually put us in contact with Greg because Michael Santa used to be his uh, babysitter growing up. So, uh, What an amazing turn of events, Mr. Greg being babysat by Santa. Very tricky. (laughs) Very tricky. Well, man, think about, uh, think about, uh, Greg's today's dad definition, man. It was, um, it was pretty on point and, uh, brought up a lot of new points. Uh, his, uh, his, my favorite aspect of it was fighting the generational bias of it. Uh, his video game analogy, not analogy, the exact example, um, was, a uh, pretty on point and something that I've never really, um, framed in that way and thought about in that, uh, thought about in that, uh, light, I guess. Yeah, it was cool. I, I really liked, I felt like every bit of his definition, all three parts from being present, the, the generational bias component and the adaptability piece, you know, it's all, it's all very active stuff. It's not a passive def- definition. He is a, yeah, a dad, yeah. a human being that is constantly working to improve and do better. Um, yeah, man. And I mean, that's at the, like we've said at the end of the day, that's, that's the goal is to be a better yeah. version of ourselves tomorrow than we are today. And think about Greg's story, man. That's everything that he is from, uh, from jib jab to ever changing and being adaptable from changing markets to, uh, seeing opportunities for, new technologies and adapting to that and creating story bots and creating that and moving that to adaptability to Netflix. I mean, this guy is, um, him and his brother just, uh, morph to opportunities, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and again, the, the piece of it that I think is the biggest, you know, this was two guys doing this for their five kids between the two of them. You know, they were, yeah, they made a show, they made a brand in, in order for, their kids and the kids in the future to have something to be able to do with their parents around that, but also that educational piece. And it's, you know, if, if at this point you aren't sold on the idea of checking out story bots, if you don't know what it is, then we've <laughs> failed and stop listening to our podcast. We failed. We failed. We've done everything we can. <laughs> go check them out. I'll sing every song for you right now. If you dare me, yeah. uh, but please go do it, man. Um, it's a, it's certainly a, it'll change your parenting lives. No doubt. Cool. Well, all of our show notes, all of our links, um, a everything that we touched on in the episode is um, all on the episode page. Head on over to wakedaddrinkrepeat.com for all of it. And you can also check out all of our Today's Dads videos as well. Greg's is pretty good. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, man. We, absolutely. Yeah. So um, normally this is the part in the show where we tell you next week's episode, but this week... 
I'm going to make it a little bit of a challenge. You need to get on our website. You need to sign up for our newsletter because we're going to put it out in the newsletter who next week's guest is and not tell you here. <laughs> Boom. At some point, we'll go back to that. But anyways, <laughs> it's another way to be a, a part of the Wake Dad Drink Repeat community that we appreciate you guys being a part of. It's a way for us to tell you a little bit of the behind the scenes action going on. And this is a good year to be involved with that. You got it. As always, guys, we hope you enjoy this week's episode. And remember to wake, dad, drink, repeat. Cheers, everyone. Boom. I would have put hundreds of dollars on that's what you were going to do. <laughs> Boom. Thanks for listening. Please review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow our community. Be sure to get social with us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can check out our website at wakedaddrinkrepeat.com. 